My Blood to Baby On Demand. Parent experts at your fingertips, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In this area, ready and waiting for you are meditations, feeding checklists, baby preparation lists, white noise, rain sounds, weaning recipes, pregnancy affirmations, and baby group taster sessions. As well as that, we have pregnancy experts, birth experts, postpartum experts, sleep experts, expert parent coaches, finance experts, and relationship experts. And this is only the beginning. All of these videos and all of this is waiting for you as soon as you join. And what's more, there's going to be more and more videos and experts joining this area. So come and join us now and start benefiting with the beta launch price. My Bumped Baby Experts On Demand. Experts at your fingertips 24-7 on any device. Sponsoring this episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood today is me and myself. So I, aside from doing this podcast, I also have a business called My Bump to Baby. And My Bump to Baby is one of the UK's leading parenting platforms. I launched My Bump to Baby as a blog back in 2016 and I did this on a shoestring budget. I was on maternity leave and I didn't want to go back to work full time. That's the long and short of it. I learned everything there was to know about blogging and now thousands of parents visit my website every single day and I earn an incredible income through my blog as a result. The great thing about blogging is that you can work in your own time and at your own pace and the sky is literally your limit when it comes to growing your income through blogging. The great thing about blogging is I now can enjoy my life doing whatever I want during the day and parents are automatically finding my blog through search engines generating me an income whilst I am busy enjoying life. If you love the idea of launching your own passive income blog, you can access my course in the link below. This is where I share all of my secrets on the blogging formula to success. If you would like access to all of my training, all of my email templates, all of my checklists, my media kits and so much more, you can click the link below and if you're ready to start blogging today, you can use the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, all in capital letters for a massive 15% off my course today. I hope to see you over there. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. This week I am joined by Katie Mason and today we're going to talk all about loving yourself, loving ourselves during pregnancy and beyond. We're going to be touching on all the different treatments we've had, different ones we want and different things that you can do to make yourself feel good during pregnancy and after. I hope you enjoy this episode. Just a reminder, this episode is our fifth out of sixth on series four so if you do want us to carry on with this podcast do let us know because your feedback means the world to us thank you 
Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. Today I am joined by my lovely friend Katie who's becoming a regular on this on this podcast. Everyone's loving it so far which is really useful. Anyway today we're going to be talking about loving yourself. So hello Katie. Good morning. Hello. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Yes, it's brilliant. The feedback has been great. And I think because me and you get on so well, but we're so different as well, maybe it, you know, kind of complements it. We complement each other. Well, that's the yin to the yang. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had loads of nice feedback, which I really appreciate. Some DMs and things like that. People asking questions, posting their views on topics we've talked about. Um, so it's really nice to hear people are enjoying our chats. Yes, very good. So it, just a quick reminder to anyone, if you don't want to miss an episode, you can hit that subscribe button and you will be notified as soon as it goes live. And also, if you are watching on YouTube, you can do the same. And don't forget to like and share it with your friends and family. Well, maybe not family, because they'll be like, why are you sharing this with me? But, you know, anyway. so Some choice topics there to exactly. be sharing with your dad, isn't there? Exactly. So, Katie, first of all I'm going to ask you a question this morning yes why are you in your pajamas <laughs> <laughs> well obviously you know me I wouldn't normally be on here in my pjs I've actually had to put a pair of socks on just to keep my feet warm whilst we record it's because one it's Sunday we've had to shift the day that we're um recording on but I don't usually uh have my pajamas on at this time on a Sunday I've been doing sleep training with clay so last night was our first night. We've um, we've hired a sleep consultant. Um, Clay's five months now, and um, I decided enough was enough. I mean, bless him, he's so placid. Um, but I've got into the rut because I was breastfeeding. Of he wakes up, I feed him, he goes back down. Um, he's not massively fussing in between, but it's broken, consistent sleep. So we thought time to move him into his cot soon let's get the proper advice so that I feel confident in doing it so yeah last night was night one and uh yeah it was a very broken night's sleep so I've just kind of got myself together this morning didn't have time to put clothes on so this see, is that, where we're at. That, <laughs> see, coming on here in your pyjamas would be something I do because I am always in my pyjamas and it doesn't bother me. But actually, I got dressed today because it's Sunday and we're going to go for a walk later. Yeah, so she looked very nice. Well, I actually made an effort today. It might be nucky night tonight. So, you know. Hey. <laughs> it might be. No, it's, uh, yeah. So there we go. Warming up to it. Yeah, that's it. That's why I've got my lippy on. So, you know. <laughs> Anyhow. So, Katie, we will go a bit more into sleep deprivation and lack of sleep, I think, maybe in the next episode, because it's something that I'm struggling a little bit with at the moment as well. So, yeah, it's a huge thing, isn't it? And as we've talked about in the health and nutrition um, episodes, sleep impacts everything, doesn't it? You can't be like on form without sleep. So, yes. Um, yeah. If I say anything today that doesn't make sense, start slurring my words. She's you know, not just, drunk, people. Just She's not randomly drunk. staring off into space when you're talking to me. You know why? Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. So, so we're going to talk today about loving yourself because, to me, I think it's something that's really, really important, especially after having a baby, um, because it's so easy to kind of criticise yourself. But you've just carried a baby for all that time you've made a beautiful baby but then some people are just so harsh on themselves afterwards I think it's important to address this because I do it to myself and I just think you know learn to love ourselves or 
like we said in the previous episode, that are things that you can do if you don't feel like yes. yourself at the moment. Love it or leave it. Yes. So we yeah. either enjoy, you know, embrace, or if there's something that I think you mentioned at the end of the last one, if we really can't live with it and it's affecting us on a day to day, where do we turn and what do we do? And what are those key things that affect lots of ladies after they've had a baby? Yeah, definitely. So so during pregnancy, obviously this day and age, a lot of people, especially our age, Katie, uh, are used to having Botox and things like that. And obviously during yeah. pregnancy, you can't have that, can you? Um, yeah, it's so, a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. So you start to kind of accept, obviously you accept it, you're bringing a baby into the world, but it is something that, you know, you can feel a bit insecure about. I know I did during pregnancy, all these lines and wrinkles appearing that I'd never had before. So. I know, it's it's like the ageing process sped up, isn't it? Mm. Because we've been, like, obviously, for anyone who doesn't have Botox or hasn't had it, um, it's a personal choice, but it does prevent you from getting lines and looking tired and things like that. Botox and a number of other treatments that are out there, there's all sorts out there, isn't there? We live in a yeah. society where you can do it on your lunch break with no downtime. Mm. So lots of ladies will be able to relate um not saying that that is what you should do but in our case I think within like our area where we live our friendship group our age bracket it is very commonplace isn't it it is and also I mean I'm fairly new to the Botox um world actually because every time I mentioned it to my mum she was like don't you dare don't you dare and I was like oh my god like it's something that like you know I should not do and then it's only in these last couple of years that I've thought oh I am going to do it and you know I have felt fresher for it um but at first I was actually terrified of getting it because you hear all these horror stories and things like that and obviously before you go anywhere it's really important to check the reviews check any certificate certification yeah Yeah, Um, you want to see that the person's qualified that they've got the right insurance and all of that and that they're in a good clinical environment not in somebody's back room ideally Definitely. And and obviously it's not for everybody. So I understand that as well. Because a couple of years ago I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna do it. But but things change and you change your mind about things. And yeah, I, I just changed my mind um about yeah, that. Right. That's everyone's prerogative, isn't it? And mm. when you don't have lines or feel tired or look tired, then you're not gonna care, are you? You're gonna think, oh what a load of nonsense. Yeah. Later on in life, you might revisit your opinion and think differently, which is allowed. Yeah, you're allowed to change your mind. So so during pregnancy, I mean, you you like your Botox and, and things like that. Sorry, not yeah, yeah. Well, just just to clarify to everyone, I am 41. So, you know, I think I, I held I didn't do it when I was like 20, and you know, it wasn't available when I was 20. Um, but I had my son Atoro when I was 27, about to have my 28th birthday obviously went through all that sleep deprivation etc and just as I got to my 30th birthday was when it became popular um people were having it before and I was saying I remember saying to one of my friends back then like you look really fresh you, uh, what, what have you done differently and she lied to me and said she'd been for a facial one of my best friends at the time and um I remember thinking oh god what's this facial you know I need to know about it and I didn't have a clue what Botox was but over the course of like a year or so it all came out in the wash that, yeah that's I what, think that's 
what first, people were doing. <laughs> I think at first people were like pretending that they didn't have it. It's like this, yeah. this shameful thing, really. Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm just naturally this this beautiful yeah. and pure and no yes. lines or anything, and I'm I've 57. Been, you know, I've like, been drinking my three liters of water yeah. a day and going for walks in the fresh air and, and collagen as well. <laughs> collagen that is a new yeah. one actually that I do want to talk about. I'm quite interested yes. around that subject. Well, that's another another thing that I've relied upon since I was 30. Actually, collagen. So yeah. That oh wow. Good, right. Good okay. Yeah. So so Katie, how so obviously we were really excited to get pregnant, weren't we? So so when yeah. it comes to the point of you're pregnant and you're due to get your Botox, is there anything that you found that you could do to kind of make you feel a bit more confident during that time? Um yeah, well I think um prior to being pregnant, um obviously I'd had treatments like that and they do last a little while so you don't immediately I mean the first thing you think is oh god is it safe that I had Botox just before I fell pregnant you know that is a worry on your mind because you don't want anything going wrong with the pregnancy that's first and foremost on your mind um, but it takes a while to wear off so you've got a little bit of time to think about it and I also think whilst you're pregnant did you not find that you're you draw more water into you obviously you're carrying more water so everything looks a bit plumper and a bit fresher doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah it does actually and they you say don't cheeks everything yeah they yeah. say the pregnancy glow don't they but mm. you're literally like you've got these little puffy cheeks and pouty lips and they just come it just comes with water retention yeah it does <laughs> yeah so I think it's not that a big deal at the start of your pregnancy um Obviously, towards the end of your pregnancy, you start to see things wearing off that you had over the previous years and start to feel a bit tired and think, oh, and I think at that point, you kind of focus on the finish line anyway with your pregnancy thinking, don't worry, I can do it all when I've finished being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my case, I then decided to breastfeed, which you, you're not you're not accounting for that when you're thinking at the end of nine months, I can go back to all my treatments. It goes on. So I did start to look for alternatives like about a, a month or two before the end of my pregnancy. And I think the best thing that I did really was invest in my skincare more because I thought, well, I, w- I would normally have spent money on Botox by this point. So I, I, tre- I trekked myself to a really nice, expensive moisturizer. I researched what products you could have. I'm no expert, by the way, on this. There's people out there who know a lot more than me. But what could you have um, that you could sort of start using in addition to your normal skincare routine? And I found vitamin C serums, which basically really, they really do hydrate and rejuvenate your skin. Um, so I got a really nice quality vitamin C serum um, and also eye creams. I've never used eye creams, have you? No, no, I haven't. I think I've used them if I've run out of moisturiser and I've thought my face feels really dry. I'm just going to put it everywhere. But that's <laughs> the only time that I've actually used them. You know, and them little Christmas kits that you get. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, I need to quickly do something because my face actually feels so dry. And that's yeah. when I've I've used them, but not really for so, eye cream. So yeah, not properly. No, I couldn't say <laughs> smeared them everywhere. Yeah, I just stuck it all over. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so I got a really nice eye cream and I remember using an eye cream like in my late 20s, early 30s and thinking, what a load of nonsense. That has done nothing. And, you know, thinking, what a blag. Anyway, 10 years down the line, obviously used to having Botox and that's prevented me getting lines around my eyes, fortunately. But they started within the pregnancy period, they did start to appear. So it 
did show that the Botox was stopping them. Um, so I got a nice quality eye cream and I was really shocked. Like it illuminates the area, smooths it, plumps out the skin. Um, and I always thought you just put it just a few dots there because that's what the beauticians do. But then I read on people's reviews. I read lots of reviews on websites before I bought bought them because I didn't know what I was getting and they were putting it all on the tops the lids everywhere so I was like great just slather it all around which is something I'd never done so I was very hydrated in my eye area for a How while did you find it then did it work for you yeah so I ended up buying um two different ones um I got the Sunday Riley one, which was nice and illuminating. And I got the Ren one, which I use Ren products anyway, because um, I've got sensitive skin and the natural. So the Ren one was really, really good. I was surprised at that. So when I put it on, um, I remember for the first few weeks, actually really thinking, wow, my eyes look different. I, I was surprised. Um, and then I think it just gets part of your skincare routine and you just expect it. So it, you kind of get used to it. Yeah, you do. That's with a lot of things. It's like, I like Tropic, actually. I've always liked it. But sometimes I have a bit of a change because your skin does feel like it just is. becomes it normal, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, when I first used, used Tropic, I found that, oh, my God, my skin was great. But then also I was using three steps every morning, right. every night. And to be honest, I'm one of these where face wipe, just anything, and I've just oh, kind God. of taken it off. I know. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. No, I, I can't do it. My, my skin just goes so dry and oh, really? I, I really have to have a proper routine so like I said you know I spent my wages when I was 12 in boots on products so yeah yeah so you're the best person to talk to you see because because with the tropic and stuff I was like wow my skin and everything and and it's only because really I was taking care of my skin a lot better than yeah what I take care of it normally I imagine yeah. that's a lot of the reason why but I do it's I gonna do help isn't stuff. it oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly I've always I've always enjoyed a nice facial and uh, what really stumped me was I was ringing around all these places that I would normally go for treatments and I was like which which facial can you have when you're pregnant and they were like oh none no none a lot of people are just covering the back they don't want to touch pregnant women do they but there are certain products uh, like vitamin A's for example that have to be avoided anyway there was a, a holistic lady who I used to go to for massages and um, she's on maternity leave. That's why I say used to. I'll, I'll go to her again when she's back. Um, but she did a facial and I said, can you have it whilst pregnant? She was like, yes. And it was so it was just the most relaxing, perfect experience when you're pregnant and tired. I'd lie down. I'd be snoring within five seconds. Oh, wow. And <laughs> she'd massage my face, put a peel mask on. She had this little tool that cleared out you pause and did a little bit of a vibration thing. It was really nice. So there are people out there who do do facials for pregnancy. You've just got to sift them out. Yeah, that's that's useful. That's because that that is something when everyone, all your friends are going out and they've had a drink or whatever. And there's a lot of things you do feel like you miss out on a little bit during pregnancy. So to treat yourself with a bit of self-care is yeah. really good. Did you go for any pregnancy massages or anything? I did, yes. I had some pregnancy massages. Um, I, to be honest, the lady who did my facial, she used to massage all my shoulders and my traps and everything, and my arms whilst I was, you know, lying there with the face mask on. And those, you, you, your upper body up here is what starts to ache, isn't it, when you're pregnant? Mm. Because the weight of your belly and your increasing bust volume pulls you forward. 
the midsection of your back starts to weaken because of your new posture and ultimately you start to use this top part of your body too much your shoulders and your traps so a really deep massage on that area was so nice I mean you could get your partner to do it if they've got the patience it is it is just and my feet as well I've never enjoyed a foot massage but when I was pregnant wow that was amazing oh I don't know if I could do that I'm paranoid of my feet you really know? oh I just get I just I don't know what it is with them but I get, everybody I get has a thing don't they it. yeah toes. It's, like, it's even when I take my toes out to get them painted I'm like I'm so sorry about these so sorry about these have you got like weird toes or one well, toe longer that shouldn't be so long or something. I haven't I haven't <laughs> but I think it's they get dry so easy and I know I should moisturize them but you know if I was going to moisturize anything obviously I'm going to go for my face I should do my feet as well <laughs> but I'm always so cold when I get out of the shower and stuff that I just want yeah. to get my clothes on as quick as possible my socks on and just get cozy is so it the I'm... crack is it cracked heels do you mean by yeah, dry like I get dry those. corns and all that but then yeah. I discovered like I mean I've only been around 36 years but I discovered a crop yeah, I, I actually well I never knew that they come and they just cut that hard skin off so I it's I remember the, the first time in fact I think it was during pregnancy actually I had it and I felt like I was walking on new feet I felt like <laughs> honestly she did it and I just I, it was like walking on a cloud for about a few yeah. days and it came in I'd say a few weeks and then it came back yeah. and she was like make sure you moisturize anyway I went back to her I was like can you do it again did you moisturize uh, yeah yeah I did yeah, but I didn't totally I'm... lying nose growing I, I know exactly but yeah. that was a nice little kind of treat to be yeah. honest yeah I, I generally just do go for a repeat appointment because I get that I've got overpronation on my feet so I can't avoid getting that hard skin so I've always gone to a chiropodist to have it removed oh is that how you say it chiropodist yeah. not chiropodist I think it's, no, no, it's one of those words. People say it both ways. Oh, but I've right. always said chiropodist. So don't quote me on how it should actually be said. Oh. I say chiropodist, you say chiropodist. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's good. Yeah. So, so obviously then during the pregnancy, so you found like different facials and things like that. Is there anything else that you think that you could do to make yourself feel a bit more glowy during pregnancy? So, yeah, whilst whilst you're pregnant, you are very limited to all those treatments are pretty. I did research it. And as I say, there might be someone out there who knows more than me, but I, I didn't find any treatments that you can go for whilst pregnant. So you're just down to finding someone to do a nice facial and getting a good skincare routine on the go. Also, making sure you do, we go back to this all the time, but your vitamins and supplements, making sure that you're at your optimum health. And I did take a type one and three collagen supplement during pregnancy now just to make a note you, you there's two types of collagen um two collagen sources either marine collagen which comes from fish things in the sea or bovine collagen which comes from bones basically not human bones animal bones I'm a vegetarian and I do have to hold my hands up I take bovine collagen um because that's safe that was safe during pregnancy safe during breastfeeding um, type two collagen is what you hear people talk about when they're talking about joints, bones, cartilage, that kind of thing. Type one and three collagen deals with skin, hair, all that sort of renewal. So um, past the age of 30, you don't produce your own collagen anymore. It, it kind of whittles out. Um, so your collagen layers are a lot. Uh, your collagen stores, should I say, start to deplete. 
Um, and when I was 30, I read this and started taking a collagen supplement. And I've done that ever since for the last 11 years. It actually goes in with my greens drink, the greens drink that oh, I always talk the about. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every day I have a scoop of my greens powder, a scoop of collagen. And I also use a thing called, I can't pronounce it again because I read things and I don't know how they're said. Bawab, Bawab powder, B-O-A, B, uh, Bao, Bawab, B-O-A, B-A-B, I think. Bawab powder, which is a fruit from Africa. It's a super fruit and it's really potent in vitamin C. And obviously vitamin C, as we've mentioned earlier, you can buy serums. It's really good for the skin. So I think the combination of the collagen, the vitamin, high dose vitamin C and all the other nutrients in the greens powder just make sure that, you know, gives you gives your skin a nice glow as well when you've got all them nutrients. That's good. You know, with the vitamin C powder, do you also take your vitamin C vitamin? Yes, right. I take both. I take both. Because, as I said to you earlier, you need vitamin C to absorb your other vitamins. Mm. You also need vitamin C for your immunity, for your immune system to, to prevent illness or fight illness. Um, and anything that your body doesn't need, it will excrete up to a level. Now, bodybuilders, for example, when they go to do a competition they will take a very high dose of vitamin C over a number of weeks in order to drop the water from the system because it's a diuretic. Um, so you can take really high volumes of vitamin C before it's unsafe. Like I'm talking, you know, you could take 6,000 milligrams. I'm not recommending go out and do it because it's not necessary, but you could take 6,000 milligrams a day and be fine. So um, the vitamin C tablet that I take is 1,000 milligrams. There's probably similar amount in a scoop of the Bauer powder and there'll be a bit in my multivitamin as well and then sometimes in the afternoon I'll have a Barocca as well which has got vitamin C in it also I think 500 milligrams so you add it up over the course of the day it's quite a lot but it's not it, it's good for you you know it's it's fighting all the um immune things that you need to to do and also it's helping you absorb every other vitamin in your food and uh right. other supplements well, very, very useful information there, Katie. Yes, yes. Should, Don't skip your vitamin C. No, should <laughs> um, pregnant people speak to their GP before kind of committing to taking these or, you know? Definitely, definitely. Because um, it, it will say on the back of a packet if something is suitable during pregnancy. Um and obviously, you can do lots of research on the internet. There's always loads of articles out there, but there can be conflicting information, can't there? Yeah. So for your own peace of mind, I would say, approach your GP or your midwife and just say, I'm going to take this. Is that OK? Yeah. Um, just for your own peace of mind, really. Um, but yeah, there, there's certain things you can't take, which we've discussed before. And there are plenty of things that you can uh, but you're normally safe if you go for something that is advertised as a prenatal supplement that it, or safe for pregnancy. That's normally, you know, you, you, you're covered then, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Always worth checking. But that that is really useful information. So, so Katie, then, like, obviously, you decided to breastfeed. I decided that I was going to bottle feed um, this time around. So, obviously, yeah. I went and got my my things a bit earlier. Obviously, being able to feed a baby and grow a baby from your breast is just beautiful. So, yeah. you know, but but for me personally, I decided I was going to bottle feed and I went straight away, pretty much straight away, not from the hospital. 
may I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, but, week, but, the week after. The week after. <laughs> I booked Botox in and I also um, did my microblading as well again because yeah. I was due. Um, On your eyebrows. Look. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Due, I didn't do it myself, um, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I look like it today because I've drawn a few bits on. But now um, I can't wait. I need mine redoing and everything else. I'm still waiting. Can you not get microblading then during pregnancy? What it is, I did inquire actually because my friend does it, and it's not the microblading; it's the numbing cream that they use. Oh, wow. She said only a small percentage of it actually absorbs into your skin, but you've got to be on the safe side, haven't you? Yeah. Um, but I actually heard when I was pregnant that what you can do is that now this isn't correct, by the way, but I'm going to tell you because it's something people will hear is that you can pump and dump, which basically means that you can go for your Botox. So you can just pump your breast milk out for the next 24 hours and throw it away and that you're OK to go ahead. So. What I did was, based on that rumour, I booked a consultation whilst I was pregnant for my Botox. Like, um, I think it was like, six, I thought, six weeks after my C-section. So I had the appointment in. I went there and um, I actually went with a friend. And um, I was like, oh, brilliant. I can go for Botox on this date. And my friend said, oh, I'll come. I'll have it as well. So we'd booked in with somebody. And I got there. My friend got on the chair. She had hers. And then um, the lady said to me, right, just checking, because I had Clay with me in his in his car seat, rocking him to sleep. She went, just checking if you, you're you not breastfeeding, are you? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm breastfeeding, but I'm going to pump and dump. And she just went, no. She said, I know people say that. She said, but I'm not comfortable with it and I don't advise it. Nobody's done any research to say whether it goes into your breast milk or not. So there will be loads of women out there who have pumped and dumped and I'm not judging. But I then thought to myself, is it that important to do it now whilst I'm breastfeeding or can I wait? Um, and I just thought, no, I'd rather breastfeed. So I'll wait. You know, my mm. my baby was well established on the boob. That was his comfort and his nutrition. His So I just thought, uh, you know, at that point, that's when, OK, that's me being a bit vain. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Correct in. However, if I'd been bottle feeding, believe me, I'd have been there for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just felt like I needed a bit of a freshen, a bit of a freshen yeah. up really after yeah. after having Olivia. So that's what and I you know, decided to do. Do you know what as well? I've breastfed for five months. I'm just weaned. I've nearly weaned clay onto a bottle now as part of um, getting him a bit more independent to sleep and stuff like that. And um, I actually found that when I really started to look a bit haggard and not myself was about three months into breastfeeding. So I think for the pregnancy period, as much as you feel it, you do, you get away with it. You know, you've got all that extra water plumping your face out and it takes a bit of time for it to come away afterwards. And then bring breastfeeding into the mix obviously the nutrients are going to the baby you're getting more sleepless nights that's one thing I do envy about bottle feeding is I think you get that routine so much faster don't you and, mm-hmm. and the sleep and then it hits it, it hits sort of three months just around the Christmas mark and that's when I started to feel like I looked really tired started getting bags under my eyes and thinking oh god <laughs> I need to taper this off do you think it's as the weight's coming off as well from the pregnancy that you feel like a bit more kind of yeah when you are carrying a bit more weight you are a bit more like kind of like you said fuller, fuller yeah. and yeah 
glowier. Yeah, yeah. glowier. Yeah. Plump. Everything's plumped out, isn't I it? I want to say the, the word plump. Pun. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I felt like, like at first for a while, you know. Um, well, yeah, but... and as as we said in a previous episode, as you lose weight, you lose water, don't you? So all that starts to go away, and as you lose water, you, everything looks a bit drier, doesn't it? Your mm. skin looks a bit drier, and that's when tiredness and all that starts to be but more apparent. One thing I did do, I do get a little bit of filler in my lips, um, and uh, for, uh, normally I've not had it now for two years. But I'd had uh, lip blush. Have you heard of lip blush? I've heard of that and I really want it, but I'm terrified. It lo- oh, no, it it's great. Amazing. It's great. I'd had it about, oh, God, when did I have it? Maybe two or three months before I got pregnant. So it, they, they use um, pigment to outline your lips and then you can have a colour, but you can have very, very natural looking colour. And what it does, it just makes your lips pop a little bit. And it just heightens the border. You know, you can see the shape of your lips better. And I'd had that. And I do think that had I not had that, I probably would have been thinking, oh, my lips have gone little. And I'd have been feeling sorry for myself there. But um, yeah. no, it does. It does. I think that was a saving grace. I think I didn't miss my lip filler because of that. How um, how how long does that last? That blush thing? I think I think it's. I think it's two years. I don't feel like I need a top up yet. So I think by maybe November, it'll have been two years coming mm. up. So oh, yeah, is it's, it, is it, it is a long lasting thing. Um, it's like having your microblading, I would say. Same sort of thing. Oh, I'm all right, baby. With that. They, oh! they put <laughs> numbing cream it. on. Yeah. They numb your lips first and you just like, it just stings a Do bit. they go dry? Do they like, your lips go dry? Yeah, you have to put like a Vaseline type, you know, ointment thing on all the time for I think a week afterwards, you know, just because they don't scab off, but, you know, they do, they crisp up a little bit. Yeah. Mm, nice. No, no. <laughs> in crispy, your morning crispy coffee. Lips. Crispy <laughs> lips is what I've always been after. Scabs in your morning coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that that was a that was a good treatment. Um and then post-pregnancy, a few more doors open. I know um the uh, a local salon towards I went to and had um it's called a cool lift. And cool lift is um collagen. Now again I've not I, I just go yeah do it you know I'm not one of these I don't read the smut like the in detail what it is but so make sure very... you read that if you're listening yeah to yeah yeah no it is fine it's definitely fine for post-pregnancy whilst breastfeeding right um and and um it's it's like a, a 15 minute treatment you go in and out and they put this little it's like a machine over your face um a, a beauty therapist does it uh, or a, a nurse and um it, it's basically pushing loads of collagen into your skin and hy- hyaluronic acid. I can never say that in a similar way that fillers would, but it's like on the surface all over and you come out and your face looks so much tighter and more taut. And um, that was, I did a course of six before Christmas because I knew I was breastfeeding and I wouldn't be able to have anything before Christmas. And I did feel a lot fresher in the face, especially like the day after the treatment and the day after that. So good one to bear in mind. It's called a cool lift. If you are breastfeeding and you want to prolong not having anything for a bit longer. Or if you don't want Botox and you're adamant that's mm. not what you want, this could be another alternative that people could do, isn't it? 
something to try yeah. yeah I do think like the permanence of um Botox and fillers obviously you know it does last more than these other treatments but it was a good thing to have in the interim and I'm glad I tried it it wasn't a waste of money so no. yeah I was pleased with that one are you looking for local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes and lessons to go to with your children? If that's the case, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com where you can find the latest groups and classes in your local area. As well as that, if you are looking for financial advice, family law advice or a local estate agent, you can also access our family protection and legal directory www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. So Katie, so we're talking a bit further down the line. Well, I say further down the line, our bodies change a lot during pregnancy and after. And you don't know really what you're left with at the end until you get to that end part, do you? You don't know, are your boobs going to go back to normal? How's that star going to look? You know, all of that side of things. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not there yet because I'm still in the process of finishing the breastfeeding. My boobs are going to shrivel up, aren't they, over the next few weeks? Mm, Well, I don't know. They might not. They might not. No, they will. A lot of people say um, that, that, do they kind of, because I've never breastfed, and at first, I mean, I'm touching my boobs here. These are implants, actually. These, um, so... In my first pregnancy with George, I've always had no boobs. Like literally, they were like little bee stings. And that's how I've always I've always been. So I used to have to wear like three bras on top of each other on a night out. Chicken fillets. Do you remember chicken fillets? Yeah. I'd always start a night out with my chicken fillets, always trying to act, you know, all cool and everything. (laughs) Next minute, you know, by the time I've had a few drinks, it's stuck to a wall in the club at one point. I'd go and peel it off because I'd just been an idiot. Um, or in the bottom of your handbag. Oh, I was walking <laughs> on it once. I was actually thinking, what the hell's that on my foot? And I'd stood on my own chicken fillet. What, was it through, speared through with your high heel? I don't know what. I'd, yeah. <laughs> well, it, anyway, this guy's like trying to pick up my boob that's on the floor. I was like, right, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, thanks so for that. I've always kind of wanted a boob job, but I'm a bit of a wuss with surgery and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, but, um, so with George, I thought, this is it my boobs are going to grow finally they're going to grow they didn't do you know they did not change uh, at what, all during pregnancy no didn't change really did they Nothing. not just no even Nothing. when they were really sore did they not go big no Oh, nothing. It might be because he was born early. So he was born around seven months. Yeah. Um, but they didn't change. And yeah, was, it was, was obviously different people's hormones must affect the boobs differently then. Yeah, they yeah. must do. Maybe if I stop, I did actually try to breastfeed George, not breastfeed as in I tried to get the colostrum out because he was so early. Yeah. Yeah. I tried, I was hooked up to all these machines. It just was not really, I was getting tiny, tiny bits. And yeah, do you know, happening. when you're not, a mom, not worth the upset of doing it. When you're a mum, your baby's on neonatal ward, you're going to and from the hospital, you're not allowed to drive because you've just had a C-section. And I was traumatised by the whole thing. Um, yeah. That Actually, I just said to myself, look, you know, I can't, I can't keep putting myself through this. And I decided yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. do it anymore because literally I was there pumping, you know, <laughs> That sound, I don't yeah, know if you've ever yeah. used one of those things. Oh, yes, yeah. You you do feel like a cow being milked. I did, yeah. I did. Yeah. And and then to feel again, I felt already like my body had 
body had failed George because it, he came so early and I felt like that was my fault and then to then each time you're trying to breastfeed not being able to get any breast milk out hardly I just felt yeah. like I was it was a constant reminder like I just yeah. felt like a failure straight away yeah. and maybe that's Aww. why I didn't breastfeed the second time I don't know it's just never been something that I've really actively wanted to do um, yeah I lots of people make reason. the choice yeah I don't know why yeah. um, but that's just how I felt yeah I think for me the reason why I did breastfeed was because it just happened in both cases um, you know they put the baby on your skin and they just latched on and that was it that's and beautiful. I, I, I never had I was so lucky, never had sore boobs, never had an issue with milk supply. So I just think, I mean, I say I did have sore boobs in the fact that they were engorged and big, but my nipples weren't, you know, and some yeah. people can't bear pain. And uh, that didn't happen to me. So it just, it was easy for me. So I, I, I can't compare to, you know, what people must go through when oh. they really want to do it and it mustn't oh, work. It's heartbreaking for people because that that's the yeah. thing. And that was something else that I just didn't, Want to, I know it sounds so rub, like weird, but I just didn't want to fail at something. Do you know? I didn't want to yeah. fail at something else when I already felt a bit like a failure. Ah, yeah, no, that's, that's that's it. So anyway, the boob story was about yeah. a year after having George. I started to think, right, okay, I'm thirty now, and um, I want to dress because I was still wearing like you know clothes that I'd go out with go out in when I was like a teenager you know that yeah. kind of and I thought I want to change my look a bit I want to be able to wear nice trousers with a nice top but something that I was always paranoid about is I didn't have the boobs to yeah. fill the tops if you know what I mean and uh -huh. so I decided that I wanted um breast surgery and yeah. I just went for it um and I was really really happy with it actually I still am um they've actually not not dropped much at all they're, they're um an e You've got I went great boobs yeah, I do. Just, just throwing it out there. Carla has yeah. great boobs. Oh, thank you. No, <laughs> thank you. No, I do. I am really happy with them because they just have stayed exactly. And I'm, how old yeah. is George now? Six. So five years I've had them and they've just kind of never given me any trouble, stayed where they are. And yeah, yeah I'm happy with them. And it just means for me personally. Still I feel, facing forwards. Yeah, they're still that way. So yeah, yeah but for me personally, um, that that's what I decided to do. I don't know if after 10 years I'd go, I'd do it again. I don't know whether you have to do it again. Yeah, well, um, when I had mine done, which again, my story was exactly the same. I had very small boobs, I breastfed and they went even smaller. So after that, I was like, right, now's the time. Did you have it in your head that you would have a boob job one day when you were younger, but you had to wait till you have children? Well, I had in my head that they were going to grow one day because I kept saying to my right. mum, when, when I remember when I was like 21, I was like, mum, when are my boobs going to grow? She's like, I got mine at 24. I was like, right, okay. And then I got to 24. I was like, mum, when are my boobs going to grow? Um, I think I was about 28. I thought, okay. And then mum's just trying to feel She didn't want me to get the boobs. So I, I was going through life thinking they're going to grow. They're going to grow right. at some point. And then... Yeah. The last time I asked her, Mum, when are my boobs going to grow? When I, when I was pregnant, I think that's when I got my boobs. Okay. Anyway, then I got pregnant. Obviously, still didn't get any boobs. So I don't think I ever thought I'd need a boob job. Or right. I just right. always thought I'd eventually have big boobs and they were just going to yeah. grow. But I don't yeah. know why. It sounds so silly. But my mum's always been a bit like that. I mean, honestly. She's shaping, protected, protected you from wasn't feeling like you need to. Yeah. 
I wasn't allowed Aww. to shave my legs. And I have got yeah. really dark hair because my dad's like mixed race. Um, and yeah. um, my my hair's here and on my legs, very dark. So yeah. at school, I remember if it rained, because I used to say, mum, can I shave my legs yet? I mean, I must have been about 12. And she was like, no, you're a bit young yet. If it rained, <sighs> I'd be like, no, because the black hairs would literally stick to my legs. Oh, and God. Just oh, be bless so you. Black. I know. And I was so embarrassed. See, I never it. even asked anyone things like that. I just did it. I don't know why I felt like I needed. Maybe that's what you I should must, have done. You must have. You must have had a really like night. You know, it must have just been that kind of relationship that you had with your mum. But yeah. I had an older sister, you see, and if she was doing something, I just used to think, "Oh, oh I'll really? do that." Never used to think to ask anyone. I'd just get crack on. Oh just, yeah. I used to pinch my dad's razor. Bless him. He must have gone to shave, oh. and there'd have been all my, my ginger leg hairs in there. <laughs> I love it. He's ginger as well, but yeah, anyway. He'd be like, is that mine? Yeah. Oh, God. No, well, I remember. I think think they are blonde, mine. I'm not sure anymore, but yeah, yeah, I did do it probably at 12, I would say. Yeah, see, I was a bit of a wuss. I've always been a wuss, really. I probably thought, oh, will it hurt? Anyway, you know, all of that kind of thing. So I think my mum just, like, wanted to keep me in this little bubble of being a little girl and, with yeah hair, horrendously heavy legs <laughs> but, you know cheers mum yeah I know cheers mum thanks for that um yeah. so so yeah so with the boobs I'm, I'm happy with mine and, and luckily you know they have stayed as they were even though I've had another pregnancy yeah George um, yeah but mine... where were you on with yours so um when I first had mine I was never really 100% happy with the outcome um the the way so I had uh, when I was younger very wide apart boobs so I could never really get a cleavage do you know what I mean I was Mm. quite athletic like quite broad chest and back for my frame and and I could never get a cleavage so I was the same boat I couldn't wear tops I couldn't wear strapless um backless dresses all that kind of thing I always had to have a bra with the chicken fillets etc so um I always thought I'm gonna have a boob job after I've had children I don't know why because in my 20s I would have really benefited from a great cleavage but I waited till I was 30 anyway um so I was never quite happy with the outcome so I always kept thinking a couple of years I'll get them replaced and I'll get them done by a different surgeon um, and in the end, they became a little bit more natural. So because mine were never like yours, you know, really pert after I'd had them done, they were they were OK. You know, they were they were a 60 percent if I was to score them out of 100. Yeah. And um, I just I just left them and the and the and they kind of settled. You know, you hear people say they settle and then they looked like natural boobs. So I just thought, well. I'll just go along with them. And then obviously I've had clay and they, they've gone absolutely massive. And now as they go down, they're just dropping further and further. The more they deflate, the more lower they're getting. So I am going to have to have them redone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just purely and simply because I will feel the need to, I mean, let's wait and see what they're like, but they're gonna, I, I've done it before, so I know they're going to get worse than this. Do you know what I mean? They're going to deflate and they're going to drop. So I'm going to have mine redone because otherwise I won't feel good in bikinis and I'll start changing like 
how I want to dress and I'll, I know that I'll start being a bit conscious about it so mm. um because mine are 11 years old anyway they do say replace them <laughs> it's so them. weird like saying that like I've got an 11 age years old yeah oh, they're 11 years old these yes, boobs. you're five years old yeah 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 <laughs> only five so yeah my yeah. my 11 year old boobs I, they do say replace them after 10 I don't know if that's still the advice but when I first had them in it was it was mm. like the last 10 years and then get a fresh pair i don't know for what reason are they did they like degenerate inside your body oh, the silicon i don't i don't know <laughs> thinking what yeah, yeah. no but, yeah and, and a what lot we... of people have them removed don't they after 10 years and they say i'm just not getting any more yeah. in because i had to go without after that yeah but... and do you know what and since i've had these i am really happy with them and everyone is different because I, we've got a couple of friends that have very small boobs and they look yeah. amazing and I look at them now yeah. and I think wow I love that look I love that yeah. kind of I don't want to say flat look but that's you know that kind of look it's yeah really it lends nice. it lends itself to a completely different type of wardrobe oh, doesn't it you yeah. know little slinky tops and things like that you can't wear slinky tops with no. big boobs swinging around in them no, can you exactly. like say no bra no exactly and so now I look and I think wow they they their boobs look great um and yeah I've chose to go this way but I, I do feel more comfortable so it's not that we're saying you need to get a boob job if your boobs are, are you know round your waist or whatever it's just what you're comfortable with if you're yeah. happy and comfortable then great you know and that's that's the main thing I wish I wasn't so insecure to be honest sometimes I wouldn't say I'm really insecure but I, I do overthink things like oh I would like to change this I would like yeah, to change you've, that you've always said that you feel feel like that you overthink certain things and I think mm. if, if someone is an overthinker and it's going to be on the mind and like I said earlier I'm confident normally in the bikini so that would change that for me so that's why I don't want that to happen I want to continue living my life after having a baby do you know yeah. but uh, there are some women who prefer the boobs I've heard ladies say oh you know I was flat like you you said they were flatter chested and then they had a baby and the boobs grew and they kept them they just stayed afterwards that's so good, yeah it's a totally unique thing isn't it we've mm. got a friend who's just had some haven't we and um she got a, the the surgeon this never happened when I had mine he did all these 3d images and he did them of her boobs as they were and of them as they will be after the surgery so she could look around a whole body from all different angles and see how they were going to change and like it's it's really high tech now isn't it so I think if you're unsure you can go for a consultation now and get loads of information and really have a good think about it before you make any decisions definitely yeah and and definitely look at reviews ask people you can email email or message me and katie on instagram for where we went um you know and and be happy although to share I, those. I i i wasn't happy with who i went to so I, Which I would katie never... might say don't yeah. go there yeah yeah there. but at the same time that just highlights the fact of why you should research it doesn't it did you research because, it no what happened was one girl that i knew said this place is really good I went there for a consultation thought the guy sounded all right the price was in my budget and I just booked in mm. so that is what not to do people yeah. isn't it I think you I... need to speak to at least I think I had one other consultation and chose between the two but you need to speak to at least like four people I think and you need to 
Google, um, you know, what people have said about them on the internet, not just go off what's on their website and their before and after pictures that they've chosen to post. You need to mm. find out what else is out there, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, make, it makes me laugh, actually. I was thinking back then when you said about, you know, when you couldn't get a cleavage. And do you know what I used yeah. to do to get a cleavage is I used to like get eyeliner put like draw it down the middle loads of bronzer mix it all in like a painting <laughs> and then just to give me a bit of definition and it actually worked it actually made yeah, me look like I, I had a cleavage I see that with the bronzing powder I bronze my face and then I'd be like down the middle oh, yeah. let's try and create some shadows yeah shadows them yeah. wonder bras though I once bought oh, a yeah. wonder bra oh my god that gave me yeah. boobs yeah I had a boobs. wonder bra yeah. They were fantastic. Do they still exist, Wonder Bras? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. We've not needed them for a yeah, while. I know that's it. Yeah. That's it. That well, is. There might like... be there might be better better ones out there now as well. And we're talking, you know, based on the fact we've had boob jobs, but there'll be people who know more tricks. Yeah. You know, currently, than things that are them. out there. Share them with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah the, the only thing I'd say about my boobs is when I went, I knew I wanted them big, bigger. Obviously, couldn't get any smaller because they were big. <laughs> but they were like, they were like, right, okay. So, do you want this one, this implant, which will probably make you um, a double D, but it could make you a C, or do you want this one where you'll definitely be at least a double D, but it might make you an E? So, obviously, I thought, well, if I'm doing this, I'm doing it, you know. So, I went for the bigger. <laughs> but in hindsight, now I think it is a bit of a pain going to the local shops to try and find a bra because E is what I ended up and it is yeah. hard work to try and find a bra that fits. Yeah. Any bikinis I buy from River Island or wherever, my nipple is always sticking out. I took Olivia swimming the other day. I took a nice little selfie <laughs> to send to Danny. I sent it to him and my nipple's coming out. Like you can full on see my nipple and all. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I Did know you take I... the picture at the end and then it dawned on you that's how it had been the whole time. No, session. I actually took it at the beginning. So I knew... Right. But the problem is when you swim and you're holding a baby, you know, yeah. my nipples are above the water, but they were out anyway. They were peaking. That's when it through. starts to feel inappropriate, isn't it? When yeah. you're in the pool with your baby and you think, have my, my waps been out? Throughout. I know. I know exactly. <laughs> so, so Katie, just to finish off then, um, just a little bit about the C-section scar, which we touched yes. on last time. Yeah. Now, there's a few things that you can do um, with that. And I actually went to a lovely lady who's local to do a bit of massage on my scar which was brilliant um yes but the, the only thing that kind of stopped me going and continuing with that was really um it was every two weeks and just time time yeah. and childcare and things like yeah. that and I, I and I thought well am I that bothered about it I was a little bit but am I am I that bothered about it where I think it was around 40 pound each session every two yeah. weeks and I thought mm, I don't know if it bothers me that well, much they do say massage is really good and obviously you can do the massage yourself at home as part of your routine to break down the buildup of scar tissue yeah um but I've been doing a few things I've been to a postnatal physio which is great because it's teaching you about your pelvic floor which is another thing obviously that you have to work on after having a baby uh and she does fascial tissue release, which is, it sounds brutal, but it's a metal tool, like a blunt metal tool. And she scrapes the scar area and like rubs up and down, goes all the way along. And it hurts a little bit at the time. And basically that is breaking down, you know, the you don't want that buildup of the hard uh, scar tissue behind because that's when you get that solid ridge that you can't get rid of in the future. But they do say at any point it's worth 
working on a scar if it bothers you because you can improve it even if it's quite far down the line so oh, wow. I don't think you, ha- you don't obviously it's better if you do it straight away but I don't think you have to no. so the, the physio was great because she looked at um my abdominal separation she was telling me you know and obviously I've done um postnatal personal training so you know avoid and what not to avoid but I know lots of ladies don't and she gave me like core restore exercises to get my abdominal separation down to start bringing my abs back together she she did the treatment on my scar and she just kept reminding me about little things like you know my my pelvic floor um interestingly just to diversify there's more to say about the c-section scar but um you can get if you if you can't be bothered with the pelvic floor exercises there are kegel trainers now which are like tools that you put up there to strengthen your your pelvic floor oh do they do anything else as well do they ever have any other added kind of benefits (laughs) i don't know i haven't i haven't tried i doubt it i doubt (laughs) it but um the you know the breast pump brand LV. I mm. got an LV breast pump. They do one, and I'm I've, I've ordered one actually, so I can let you know how it goes. Because apparently, I years ago when I had my son, my sister told me that in France you get advised to buy a Kegel trainer straight away after giving birth and to use it. And it's only really in the UK where they tell you to do it manually yourself. Um, and pelvic floor exercises do work. Um, as long as you've not got severe damage. But, I mean, how many people really do religiously stick to them for a long time after they've had a baby? No. My friend my friend actually told me a really good story about a woman at her work. I think it was at her work. But basically, she trained her mind that every time she wor- walked through a doorway, she did, yeah. she did it. So yeah. subconsciously, she'd, like, kept doing it, and it became a habit. Yeah. I mean... Well, this is, it is. And this is, I always say this to my clients about glute activation. That's learning how to use your glute muscles so you can grow a bottom. Um, And standing in queues, best time to just think about squeeze, 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 squeeze. Can anyone see you squeezing though? Can anyone see what you're doing? What, your bum flexing up and down? I suppose it depends what you're wearing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm a legging legging girl. Yeah, yeah. They might think, what's she doing? Is she trying to get off in this queue or something? Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. That's a worry. To be fair, I hadn't really considered that. And I've definitely squeezed my glutes in queues lots of times. So, yeah, obviously I'm at the town. Perhaps a weird. Yeah, very weird. But, yeah, doing it in that situation or... um, you know, when you're lying down in bed, I'll just do a quick 10, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. It's association, mind association, isn't it? So yeah. it's a great way to do it. But yes, do do your pelvic floor because that's one thing after having a baby that you can do without. And that's the um, leaky, you know, jumping on the trampoline and everything leaks. But if that does happen and it's bothering you just to make sure people know you can go to the doctors about that, don't don't just live with it. Mm, yeah I mean that's not something I've found that I had really and I didn't know whether that was because I had c-sections is that why or I think you can get a leaky bladder from a c-section just but you know if from the weight of the baby during pregnancy but it's a lot more common if you've had a vaginal birth Mm. a lot more common especially if you've had trauma down there oh Gosh. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it is, isn't it? It is trauma, trauma. down there. A baby coming out of your vagina is definitely yeah. But the yeah. C-section, I'm going to update you on this on the scar because I've been using the Elastoplast scar reducers. You know the stickers. Yes, yes. Them. 
No, I've heard you talking about them. I don't yeah. know if it's on here or... Yeah, well, I mean, I've got... It's, it's pointless me showing anyone because it's like I'm on show and tell at school. Well, See? we've got a YouTube channel as well if you prefer to watch, but yeah. Yeah. So it's but I bought Elastoplast. yeah Elastoplast scar reducer and I bought them off um, Amazon just thinking there was only one type and I got the small ones and there's long ones so I accidentally got the small ones and I was having to stick two on and then I realized when I went to get my next packet there's a long one that is the perfect it's obviously measured to the size of a c-section and just when I'm getting dressed in the morning I just pop one of those on over the scar and kind of rub it on and um, I've definitely noticed it's smoother flatter the redness is reducing um, and it's a silicon based treatment so silicon apparently helps rejuvenate the collagen in that area which takes the redness away from the scar and helps it to get a bit flatter and smoother so you can get silicon creams you can get all different there's different ways of getting the silicon onto the scar but elastic plaster very cleverly put it onto a plaster that you can just stick on and forget about for the whole day i'll put a link to all these at the bottom of the podcast so then people have got got those if they need those um so um what else did we want to discuss, Katie? Um, there was, it was all the things that we find different after having a baby. Yeah. So I'd really be interested to see what people have got to say. We we know the obvious ones, the stretch marks, oh, yes. lo- looser skin, yes. body shape changing, you, you know, the change to the boobs, which we've talked about. And obviously the things we can and can't do whilst pregnant and after, um, during breastfeeding. I know the stretch mark ones, a bit of, um, what I, um, a bit of something that I did actually, because I've always, I mean, I think my stomach has always been my main kind of bit of my body that I've liked because it's always yeah. quite flat. And when I do put on weight, it goes on my bum, so I don't see it. So I always think, you know, yeah. this is great. <laughs> but my stomach's always stayed flat and I've always liked my stomach. So for me, I decided early on um, that I was going to use the cocoa button, the pop button, <laughs> the cocoa butter, the palms yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and then also the bio oil. Yeah. And I use yeah. that every day, every morning, yeah. every night. And I didn't get any scars on my um on any uh, stretch, mark stretch marks on yeah. my belly at all. I'm not saying that everyone's skin's different, isn't it? So for yeah. some people that might not work, but it did work for me both times. Yeah. That's what yeah. I did. I think genetically some people are predisposed to stretch marks, whereas others aren't. But you can definitely help your skin elasticity with what you've said, a good routine. And it's, it's the same as it's the association. So when I had um, a Toro, I was really good. For some reason, I haven't been as good, I have to admit. I think it's because I've had a C-section and the scar, I was bothered about you know rubbing the cream all over but uh, during pregnancy as your be- be- belly stretches you've got to do it then and post pregnancy as your belly is going down do it for as long as possible a year two years the bio oil is brilliant for reducing um stretch marks and just helping your skin sort of shrink back a little bit mm. Yeah, keeping keeping it hydrated is key, isn't it? And I, and obviously, whilst you put in the bio oil on, you can massage your scar at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and so. your belly if you've got your baby in there. It's nice, nice little routine to do. Yeah. And, um, what I found is towards the end of the pregnancy, I don't know about you, but my belly got so itchy that that was a reminder that I needed to kind of cream up again because I just yeah. ended up putting a bit more on towards the end just because it felt. Like, I just felt so, like, my body could not stretch any further. Yeah. 
the itchiness can be hormonal so it's not always something you can do anything about the the itchy did you really need to itch your skin like even yeah, though it wasn't that dry the belly the belly yes but there is actually something else um and I, I don't know the name of it but if you do get itchy skin during pregnancy it can be something to do with your liver yeah, um, yeah my one of my friends had it actually um so definitely go to your gp or midwife and discuss that because that's quite important yeah sure that it's not that yeah but um yeah definitely with the c-section scar themselves lots of massage to break down that um that that scar tissues sorry lastly i remember now my hair is only just growing back. I don't know about yours, but I literally had a fringe that was poking out, like literally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that awful fringe. You told yeah. you, you'd have seen it. It's yeah. awful. Awful. My, mine's just falling out now. Oh. I, took a, I took a picture the other week. I was going to put it on my Instagram story, and then I just thought, no, people will just think you're a weirdo. But I brushed my hair after I washed it in the in the bath, and I was literally just pulling clumps of hair and you'd be worried about it wouldn't you but I know the reason why it's hormonal changes obviously I'm reducing the amount of breastfeeding I'm doing and my my body's changing and I can just pull handfuls of hair out that our friend who does my hair said it to me the other day she's like do you know you're shedding your hair and I was like yes I've seen it well she's the same friend actually Um, she owns a salon and um, I was talking to her outside the salon and you know when someone's not looking you in the eye and she was just looking up like just above my hair and it was all these little spikes of like fringe I was like what are you looking at she's like I can't help it I said stop (laughs) now I'm starting to get a bit of a fringe it's oh yeah oh yeah you've got quite a lot out there oh my god it was awful it was awful and the worst part is you can go out for the day brush your hair and it's hidden away you've been out in the wind you forget about it you're walking around and you've just got this fringe that's like an inch down your forehead and it was just there and I was talking to people and then when I get back in the car like look in the mirror I think oh my god yeah what what is that doing there that bloody fringe in my way again I have to say, after I had my first son, I'm hoping this happens to me again, about a year later. So all the hair fell out and, you know, the hormonal shed, which you get. About a year later, I remember my hair went amazing. It was like all new and glossy and all that little hair had grown out. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like having fresh hair that's never been damaged by straighteners and a hairdryer and stuff. And I I remember in the in the long run thinking that did my hair good. I don't know if anyone else felt the same, but that's that's how I felt about it. Yeah. God, right. Well, I hope that happens to me. Yeah, you really thin hair anyway, really. Collagen. That's why you should be taking collagen. No, collagen. Yeah, type one and three. It makes your hair grow. Send me a link. Send yeah. me a link. Also, there's another supplement called L-lysine, an amino acid, and that makes your hair grow as a side effect as well. It's for people who get cold sores. I hope it, it doesn't stops... make your hair on your legs grow. Yeah, well, it probably works everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there's hair laser for that. <laughs> I know that's the next thing, isn't it? And yeah. the thing is, Katie, if I start doing all of these things, I, I would be absolutely skin. You know, yeah. like there's, you can there's go so many on things. and on. Yeah, I there's... would go on. And yeah. On. I do go on and on. <laughs> I finished something. I'm like, oh, that was good. What's next? What else yeah. can we do? Like, don't I, get you wrong. You're testing I'd... these out for us, actually. Yeah. That's quite cool. 
yeah like I don't want to look like a different person or anything like that I like to make my life easier you know so if I if I can get it where I don't have to shave or don't have to put makeup on or you know my hair just naturally is quite well conditioned then I'd do that because I like eat I like it for the ease you know to I love that what you've said there see I am like that for like things around the house like we've got this new t- I lose my keys all the time and now I've realized you can get a tile for your keys um, so like now I'll just say Alexa where's my keys and she finds them you know that kind of oh, thing oh that I didn't know that existed yeah oh it's I need that yeah I lose things all the time I actually left them in Zest not long ago which is a local bar from us and I left them in there and I went on my phone and it said Zest they're in Zest so I went and great. got them so it's great um, yeah. but I've got that so that makes my life easier also the garage door now fingerprint door just done oh, that wow. I just think it's the way forward so yeah. so not just in beauty life I mean you know in in day-to-day life just making your life easier with things like that that is 100 yeah and these things are so much more accessible like everyone has a ring doorbell now but if you had cctv on your gatepost 10 years ago you were a little bit extra weren't you yeah but 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 now it's like we've all got an app on our phone, haven't we? And you're like, leave it outside. Leave it, you know, the parcel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really annoying. I don't know if you find this. I order from Amazon a lot. I mean, I'm talking that here once or yeah. twice a day. The, the cardboard is a concern in my house. Oh, yeah, yeah it is worrying. <laughs> but always ringing that bloody doorbell when the baby's asleep. And my door, ring doorbell is so loud. And it's like, is there it? someone at your door? I'm just like... And and I answer the door and the person, I feel so sorry for them, but I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) What is it? Yeah, just give it me. How rude of you. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much. But I I, I whisper sometimes as in like, next time you come, because it is the same people a lot of the time. Oh, thank you. Baby's just sleeping. Hint, hint. Don't ever ring the doorbell again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can can make a note to leave it on your doorstep, you know, so they don't do that somewhere on the app or something I don't know oh, or I don't beautiful. know anyway, yeah I, I have it leave it in my porch and they just chuck it in oh, but also my ring doorbell I don't have it where it makes a sound it can come out my phone but I put it on si- my, when my phone's on silent I don't even know it's it's the worst it's the opposite case should I say I don't even know that someone's there oh, it's not on my door it, I'm t- I mean the plug-in thing on your in your house you know oh, I haven't got that oh I didn't know there was that where's oh. our plug yeah, well, it's probably in the box it's still. In my house playing as well, <laughs> doing it's, double. Honestly, it's it's terrifying actually. Yeah, I'm sat there sometimes, and I just hear this awful sound. Um, and Alexa also shouts at the same time as well. So it's just it's just hell that moment. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. So yeah, now I I next time we we catch up, I'll probably have stopped breastfeeding. So you might see me dashing in for a load of treatment. So I might be able to update you on <laughs> more things. <laughs> first be like we thought we had like, katie here yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll be like uh so i've just had a small glow up in the last yeah, week right. <laughs> like oh. like i'm on I'm, I'm on the starting line just waiting to run towards all the different oh. salons for different things but one thing i did forget to mention earlier um using an spf when you're pregnant because i got such bad i know it's hormonal but i got such bad pigmentation on my face and my chest i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go for a peel i think really give myself a more even skin it's gone yeah. down a lot the, you're a lot more sensitive to the sun during pregnancy aren't you so my, you should... che- my chest did this bizarre thing it was all mottled by the end of my pregnancy it looked like people were like have you burnt your chest and it was it looked like sunburn but it was like with white and orange spots on it as oh, well really? Gosh, yeah, it really yeah. reacted badly to the sun with hormones yeah yeah so there we go another another 
tip there for you i'm actually just looking at myself on video because we record this at the same time and i'm showing off a tattoo i actually went on a girl's oh, yeah. weekend do you like it yeah i've not and seen it, it yeah lovely. yeah well no it was actually went to dublin with my friends uh for the weekend which was brilliant but got way too drunk the first day ended up all getting tattoos so yeah so i was just looking on the video i think i keep thinking what's that every time i can yeah. <laughs> forgetting that you did yeah bloody (laughs) drunken thing well the only reason why we did it is and one of my friends doesn't like tattoos at all and we always said oh we'll get one but we always relied on her to be like the person to say no we're not doing it because we all had to do it because we've been best friends since we were maybe since we were five and so so we've always said we'd do it anyway we went in the tattoo place and we were like to it right if we don't all get it we're not doing it anyway she was like yeah I'll get it one we were like oh no <laughs> we had to do it anyway but so there we did go. you decide on the spot what the tattoo was going yeah. to be so there was no planning in in see I couldn't do that no, I need there was to no know planning. what it was going to be you just said a heart that'll do so anyway, you love each other because yeah I don't know why I just well it's nice you love I each do. other you've known each other all your lives yeah yeah exactly so anyway so that was that anyway that's don't go completely off subject there so Katie thank you yes. again so much you're welcome I mean it's it's just a little bit of what we do and what we know uh like I said not experts but it's nice to hear what other people get up to isn't it in the same situation it is and the next episode we're actually on our final episode of season four which is scary and I know people have enjoyed this so if you would like us to continue and do another series Katie we would love to have you on there but let's see thank you how what your feedback is let us know um and yeah we'll go from there also we have been sent some questions during these episodes going live haven't we and we were going to try and address them in the in the last one maybe next yeah week. i think that's a great idea yeah we'll yeah. we'll do that and also if you're going through any dilemmas or anything and you want to hear you know any feedback you know, like dear deirdre oh yeah all that we would do full of advice um, <laughs> then you know send them in and be anonymous if you want anything what would, Kate, what would carla and katie do i know there Get we go some, that's yeah, yeah. That can be our little thing. What would Carla and Katie do? There we go. Yeah, I don't know. I, know. I don't know if. Uh, if I don't know if gonna... I'd be good at advice like that. I think I am actually. I like. Yeah, I think you're good. You're yeah. a good listener. You're a good am listener, I... which is important. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I I talk too much, which is probably a bad thing. I don't know, but no, yeah, I, I could don't... definitely talk anyone around any problem. And then if I had it myself, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. I know that's <laughs> what I'm like exactly the same. So anyhow, also last thing as well, I'm actually booked in to see someone for a bit of therapy because this health anxiety is so bad at the moment again. So that's oh. another form of, you know, looking after yourself and loving yourself because yeah. it, it's just got to the point where a few things have happened in the family recently and yeah. um, things like that, where, you know, it's just a bit of a trigger. And I thought, no, I'm ready to to kind of delve into that a bit more now with the therapy side so I'll let you know how that goes next week yeah I'll be interested to hear about that because I I've never really felt that I've needed anything like that but then when something happens like at the moment I lost my dog earlier this week you know about it but I feel really anxious because of that and not myself so I think that there's always times in your life isn't there where uh, things things kick off certain emotions Mm. that you don't normally know how to deal with and it's very healthy to work through them with someone who can help you understand isn't it yeah so I'm going to fill you guys in on what I'm going to do next because I've tried a few things for this health anxiety which have helped CBT IEMT and uh the next step for me is probably a bit of hypnotherapy I did some hypnotherapy with my auntie who's really really good actually and um 
sadly she's passed away recently so that has kind of triggered me a little bit with this kind of thing yeah so I want to continue that and see you know if I can improve it. I know it's something that will never go but I do think therapy some people say therapy is great for everybody so you know uh, well in America they often have a therapist just to talk through what's going on in the life even when everything's swell yeah well yeah everything's, that... everything's swell well swell i know swell just like it isn't a good word is it like it's a it's definitely an american one isn't it it is so anyhow katie we'll put the links to everything um on here you can follow katie um www.instagram.com forward slash coach katie with two k's so it's coach and an underscore and then katie yeah and the link is at the bottom here and i'm under my bump to baby with the number two so i'll put the links at the bottom um remember you can listen on any um kind of leading podcast platform and you don't just have to listen on the website you can do it that way or you can watch it on youtube so if you've got any feedback let us know and if you want us to continue to series five uh yeah Yeah, i'd love to record more but we do need shares don't we likes and shares and we need to you know there needs to be a demand and then we can keep going with it and i have actually it's a bit cheeky but i have put buy us a coffee link on my link on um instagram because we don't obviously these episodes do cost us and at the moment you know there isn't any sponsors at the moment so if you would like to sponsor this episode or anything like that get in touch and uh, we'll go from there yeah, we have fun though, don't we? So I, we I'd love, I, yeah, we I hope everyone fun. enjoys it. We can keep going. Yeah, take care everybody and we'll speak to you for you. the final episode of season four next week. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I hope you did too. We'll be back next week with more mum chats, more honest, raw, real, unapologetic, uncensored mum chats, and I can't wait. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And also, if you did particularly like this one, don't forget to leave us a little review. It really does do us the world of good with our rankings for our podcast. And finally... If you have something that you want to share with either myself or Katie, then please feel free to message us on the links at the bottom of this podcast. Anyway, we look forward to speaking to you next time on 50 Shades of Motherhood. My Bump to Baby On Demand. Parent experts at your fingertips, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In this area, ready and waiting for you are meditations, feeding checklists, baby preparation lists, white noise, rain sounds, weaning recipes, pregnancy affirmations, and baby group taster sessions. As well as that, we have pregnancy experts, birth experts, postpartum experts, sleep experts, expert parent coaches, finance experts, and relationship experts. And this is only the beginning. All of these videos, And all of this is waiting for you as soon as you join. And what's more, there's going to be more and more videos and experts joining this area. So come and join us now and start benefiting with the beta launch price. My Bump to Baby Experts on Demand. Experts at your fingertips 24-7.
on any device.